Hello and welcome to the Little Minds Big Ideas podcast, the weekly show with the Early Years Network. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Feels strange saying that. It does because about three weeks before. (laughs) (laughs) We come to you from the past. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's bizarre, isn't it? But we join you on our first episode back. In 2024. 2024. It's going to take me at least three months to get used to writing 2024. 2024. Um, and we wanted to kick off the new year with three things from each of us that we think build a successful early years team. Yeah. We thought it would be a nice, we won't keep you for too long on the 1st of January, might be a few sore heads. <laughs> but we just want to sort of give our give our opinions on what we think is a good successful team and things that you need within within that team yeah some useful tips to start the year right exactly new year new me and all that exactly so should we dive straight in you go for it okay my first one is knowledge i think knowledge is really really important within a team um and I've broken it down into a few different areas of knowledge. Oh, go on then. I'm going deep into this. I'm ready. You've, you've come prepared. I'm so prepared. 2024, Emily is... Prepared. Ready and prepared. Well, it's actually still 2023, so... She's so ready. <laughs> so... I'm that prepared, we're even a year in advance. I know, look at me. So, knowledge. I think that comes down to knowledge of early years. Yep. If someone's brand new into the industry or someone who's been in the industry for years and years... Mm-hmm. You still need to have up-to-date knowledge. Yep. Things that happened 10 years ago and things that are happening now are completely different. Um, well, like understanding of brains, children, everything, like human beings, the world around us, exactly, it's all evolving. Yeah. It never stays still. No. So if you're still practicing like you were 50 years ago, the world's changed a lot since the 1970s. <laughs> it has, yes. And so does our understanding on our knowledge, doesn't it? So Yeah, exactly. So the, our knowledge on early years is really important. Mm-hmm. I think that comes down into the knowledge of expectations of the setting that you're in. Yep. And that is linked to your induction process. Yep. How well are you inducting people so that they've got the knowledge to succeed? Yeah, yeah. Are you giving them the tools to work successfully in your setting or are you setting them up to fail because you've never told them? Yeah, yeah. And we talk all the time about children and presenting them with the environments and the support they need to succeed. Yeah. It's no different for the rest of your team. You know, if you're in a leadership position... It's about ensuring that you're actually doing the best you can to help the people that that, that work for you to to succeed, basically. That's giving them the best environment, the best support, the best training, www.theearlyearsnetwork.uk. Very good. Thank you very much. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's all about providing them with that support, isn't it? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and providing them with the opportunities to be the best people they can be. That's not just from like from our point of view in terms of education and development. It's also in terms of people and being nice human people and, and getting on and building good teams. So No, 100%. And I think January, new starts, et cetera, it's a great time to reflect on your induction process. Yeah. Is it good? Is it thorough? Is it useful? Is it knowledgeable, yeah. et cetera? And all nurseries and settings or whatever may be schools, they all do things so differently. Yeah. They all do things No, you can't expect so. someone to walk into your environment no. knowing what they should do, no. even though they are a level three or a nursery manager. You still have to induct them into your way. And knowledge is also applicable for if parents are listening to this or if childbinders, nannies are listening to this. It's still the same thing. The more knowledgeable you are, the more, as a, as a, maybe not as a, as a team necessarily, yeah. but your business, your family home, whatever it might be, the, the, the better the quality of, of what the children are receiving yeah. in that situation. Um, and then I've got CPD. I was going to say. Where have you been the early... second one already? No, I'm still on knowledge. Oh, still on knowledge. Sorry, I was... <laughs> 
You've taken over my knowledge chat, if I'm honest. So I'm just going to bring it back. So CPD, the early network.co.uk is a great <laughs> way to enhance your staff's knowledge or your own knowledge. Um, and then it comes down to knowledge of the children in yep. your environment. Yeah. You have oh. to know the children. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult to educate and further learning if you do not know anything about the child. So again, that's an induction within to your setting that you provide, making sure you've got all the right and relevant up-to-date information. And then I've written down daily information because there's nothing more infuriating than being in a room or in a setting and the message has not been passed on. You're cheating a little bit here because this is also, this is your second point. No, it's knowledge. It's also communication though. Oh, spoiler. Yeah, I know, but I think this is a yellow card offence from you. <laughs> Flag on the plate. That you're cheating. No, I think knowledge of daily information is yeah. important because knowing um, children's sleep limits, dietary requirements, those sorts of knowledge from day to day is really important. No. Yeah. So my first one of knowledge, I think that everyone having information up to date, the knowledge that they need to make their day a little bit easier is a good step towards having a successful team. No, I'd agree. First one, done. Throwing it over to you. So my first one, and if anybody has watched my class on building a successful team, this won't be a surprise, but mm -hmm. it's policies and procedures. Probably the most drill, the drill, drill. It's probably the most dry and dull, which equals drill. <laughs> probably the most dry and dull topic that you could probably talk about on a podcast. But Hey, I've done a HR qualification. Yeah, but you didn't make a podcast out of it, did you? I love a policy and procedure. <laughs> Is there a HR... Podcast? Yes, there is a CIPD podcast, which I listen to a lot during my qualification. Oh, shout out the C CIPD podcast. Um, no, but policies and procedures are sort of the cornerstone of any, any business, regardless of what you do. You could be a bricklaying company, or you could be a computer technology company, or you could be an early years company. Like, it doesn't matter. Your policies and procedures are sort of your bedrock of um, a successful team. They just give everyone an even playing field. Everyone understands where they stand. They know the rules. It's effectively a rule book. And it's what you manage your expectations of others on. It's what you manage the business upon, the foundations of interactions, how we do things. It all comes back down to your policies and procedures. In leadership management, if you're not following your policies and procedures, there's a big no-go. And it's not fair on your team. It's not fair on your staff because they have an expectation of this is what's going to happen. And sort of like we talked about in terms of children having routines, positive procedures sort of provide your staff routines. They know where they stand. They know what's expected okay. of them. And it's the it's the key really to how we converse, our yeah. relationships, a little of everything really. So also, it's okay to change a policy and procedure? Absolutely. As long as it's within the legal rights of doing so, you can't just... Yeah, as long as, you give, as, long as, you, as, long as you're doing it in... Correctly, in, in, yeah. Visibly. But if... Um, the way that you do something or the environment that you're in changes, your policy and procedure change it to reflect that or if something new is added in, change it to reflect it. It's a constant working process. You, you should policy be. Your, your policies and procedures should be a living and breathing thing. If they're sat in a drawer somewhere and you're not actually sure where they are, they're collecting dust more than anything, you're not you're not getting it right. You're missing out on something. Yeah. It's not a case of, oh, what a task I've got to sit and go for my policies and procedures. Your policies and procedures shouldn't be a hindrance. They should be a positive. You should okay. be using them and utilising them. They should be up to date. They should be easily accessible. They should be transparent. Um, and they should be providing you with an asset, not not a not a pain yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I thought if we're talking about teamwork and we're talking about building a successful team, 
you've got to mention policies and procedures in there at some point. You have. Is that first well done? Yeah. And look, it's January, maybe what a brilliant opportunity to go review your policies and procedures. My favourite job. I love it. <laughs> Crack them open. And the best way that we've been talking specifically early is now, but break them down. Educational and then sort of operational. And, and think about what you want your policies and procedures to look like from that yeah. standpoint. Because it just makes it a little bit easier. You've got your policies and procedures in relation to your staff. You've got your policies and procedures in relation to your parents. Again, a really easy way to do it. And this applies not just to nurseries, but, you know, childminder. If you're a childminder, mm-hmm. have your policy and procedures. Uh, you know, you have your induction documents. You have your welcome packs. You have whatever else, your contracts. Um, but your policies and procedures are really important. You know, you can have them visibly on your website. You can send them to parents when they join you. And again, it's about having that understanding, that level playing field. So then if there is a point of contention later on, you can refer back to your policy procedures. If we're talking about staff performance, well, it's really clear that this is what we follow. This is our policy procedures. This is what happens in this situation or in this situation. And this is the outcome. And and, and again, it's just making it really clear for everyone everyone to understand. And then when you get to that management layer, so often when I talk to people, it comes down to being scared of managing conflict. But in reality, this should never be a need for the word conflict. The conflict often shouldn't ever really come into it because you're following a black and white rule book. You're following your policies and procedures. How you deliver that might resolve in in some element of conflict. But then in that moment in time, you go, okay, let's pause this conversation and let's revisit at a point in time when we're less emotional and there's there's less riding on this. So from early years, the one thing that officer will ask you What's your policy on that? Yeah, absolutely. What's your policy on yeah. that? What's your procedure say? Um, I recently, well, wasn't recently, spoke to an, um, an offset inspector and it was regards parents, et cetera, and it was, but what's the policy on that? When you read your policy, right, that's fine then. Did it all correct? If you're following your own policy and procedure, then you can't go wrong. Really. Yeah. You'll only ever get caught out if you're not following policy and procedures or you don't have one. Yes. That moment in time. If you don't have one and you've reflected on that, Create one. Absolutely. Create a policy and procedure. Very good. It's a fun January activity for all of our listeners. Sorry, everybody. We're February soon. Um, My number two? Go for it. Communication, which Ben spoiled. No, I didn't spoil it. That was coming. You've already received the other card. One more and you're sent off this podcast. Brilliant. I'll have a cup of tea. Um, Communication. And again, I've broken it down. I think it's the way you communicate with children. Mm-hmm. is really important for their development, yeah. just in general. Our previous podcasts, our upcoming podcasts, we always talk about the way we communicate with children. Yeah. Um, communication with staff, don't leave people in the dark. Like It's as simple as, um, oh, we're having a dress-down day for whatever reason. Let everybody know. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't let somebody come in the uniform, be the only one, and then feel embarrassed for that. Like, that's not, that's not fair. Um, the way we communicate with each other can create a positive working environment and that's really important nobody wants to come to work and feel like that they don't um so i think the way that we communicate and like you said before conflict there is sometimes need for difficult conversations rather than conflict but it's the way you deliver them you don't have to sit someone down and shout at them no difficult conflict comes because difficult conflicts difficult conversation difficult conversation comes because you're having to deliver your policies procedures and it makes you feel silent yeah because you're having to do something that you don't necessarily want to do but you're having to do because it's never nice to have to deal with bad no. things it's just not a nice thing to do but it's often a necessary thing so that's where it comes from it's not conflict it should no. come and that's where the communication comes yeah. in and it's key um, so communication, I think, is really important for creating that positive working environment. 
it's as simple as if you're in a leadership position, walk through the building and say hello in the morning. Yeah. Say good morning to people. Yeah. Show your face. Like when you've got someone new in um, your building, introduce yourself, like whatever that looks like, communication. Um, and that builds into inclusivity as well. Um, like I said before, including everybody, but the way we communicate with people, making them feel included and being inclusive. You can't, inclusion and equality is it's huge and we have to follow all of those steps, but you can't pick and choose who you, who you want to communicate with. Um, and then communication for the importance of knowing that information can't be missed. Yep. So like, a little bit like I said on daily information. But if information is missed, it could put children at risk. Yep. And safeguarding children is the most important thing. It's what we're all here to do. And misinformation and communication when you are doing your qualification or you're doing your safeguarding trainings is the one thing that pops up in every single case study that we see the major case studies for. Um, so I think that communication is just so, so important for allowing your team to be successful because when you communicate well and you communicate effectively and it can be a fun and positive way as well, everybody knows where they stand and you can all be one team. Yeah. Well, I mean, communication in, in, covers everything, doesn't it? From how you set the culture of your business yep. uh, and your culture of you as a group of people often comes down to how you communicate, how you talk to people, what you communicate, what information you provide them, how you provide them, it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, communication is also massive in in terms of what I just spoke about in terms of your policies and procedures, how you deliver those policies and procedures. Like I say, don't make it confrontational, take it down a professional route, et cetera, et cetera. Having those difficult conversations, but having them in that professional manner, how you communicate does that. If you get really irate and angry and upset, then the person you're talking to is going to match that. Yeah. They're equally going to get angry and irate and things. So communication is is ultimately underpins everything we're going to talk about and everything we possibly could talk about. That's why it was in my list. Okay. Well done. Your turn, number two. Um, two for me is emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I came up with this one, it's more for, I was thinking management and leadership. Obviously it helps if everyone has really high emotional intelligence, obviously. Um, but for management and leadership, being emotionally intelligent and understanding your people is really, really, really important. I think Definitely. gone are the days of like back in the day where it was like tough up a lip, sack them, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Like that old fashioned way of... You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Don't just no, tell people. If you talk to anybody's grandparents or everything yeah. like that, like that was just the way of the world. It was the way of the land, wasn't it? And um, and I think having strong emotional intelligence nowadays is a really key characteristic of building a healthy team. Like I just touched upon culture, communication, how you talk to people. Emotional intelligence comes down to that. If you can spot signs within people, you understand people, you're a people yeah. person, it helps you so much. It galvanizes your team and makes your people feel worthwhile. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's really important. And especially like I say in leadership position leadership positions, um, having that understanding of people's emotions is key because you have to deal with people in different ways. Yeah. Some people might need a hug when they are feeling down. Yep. Some people might be like, do not touch me. I just need to get on with it. Some people might um, want to talk all about it and others yep. won't. It's it's having that understanding that people will express emotions in different ways, but you have got that that level of communication again yep. to tell them, look, I'm here if you need me. Yep. 
I mean, there's a fine line because of professionalism and like, of course being there yeah. and like, support and care for people. But we can meet. Sometimes a bit. leaving everything at the door isn't possible. No. And it's having that understanding and having a safe space where your staff can, away from the children, out of those playrooms, can just let it out. But then we regroup and we go. Yeah. So allowing people that five minutes to just, right, okay, five minutes, I'm here. Go and take a minute, just breathe, have a, have a drink, and then come back and we crack on. Yeah. I think that's really important. It's knowing that your staff are all different and learning their emotions and handle them in different ways. Yeah, it's, it's being that support mechanism. You know, people spend so much time at work. Yeah. Having work be some element of support or the people within work being that element of support is is, is, is really important. Yeah. People do have shit things that happen to them. You know, we yeah. all do in life that over time shit things happen. It's just the way the world works, unfortunately. It is. But it's about supporting the people within your corporation the people within your team the people around you in the best way you can and if you've got leadership and people in management positions who are emotionally intelligent they can perceive that they understand it they get it i think that is a really important factor towards towards being a successful team then i agree you're next number three number three is drive or oomph passion passion more passion passion. more energy exactly so for drive, more passion, more energy, oomph, motivation, whatever you want to call it, I think that is really key to a successful team. Mm-hmm. Everyone is moving forward. Everybody is looking for that next, yes, we're going to do that. Everyone needs their Weetabix in the morning. Exactly. It's positive mm-hmm. when everyone's got motivation. It's a positive environment to be in, which is always good. Um, having drive and motivation, I think, encourages people to want to learn more. Yeah, it yeah, encourages yeah. people to want to have that next step and want to continue learning for themselves. Um, and when everyone's on the same page, it makes things so much easier. Yeah, I mean, not everyone. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Not everyone's going to agree on the way you do things, but you're all on the same page because you want the same outcome. Yeah, yeah. So it's working together to get to that point. But if we both are trying to aim for different things, you're never going to get there. No, because it's not going to work. So yeah, sorry. I think also intrinsically people are motivated in different ways. So this probably links back to emotional intelligence as well in terms of finding people's drives and what motivates them, what gives them that um, that spark. Because people will be motivated for different reasons and in different things. Some people, the idea of getting outstanding from Ofsted is like, that's everything, do you know what I mean? I want to get that. Other people couldn't give a monkey's tuppence, but deeply care about the kids that are motivated to achieve certain goals with the children. So everyone has their different different niches. Some people um, love like a little treat in the staff room. Yep. That drives motivation, keeps them going. Others, it's it's more about the words and reflection of what they've done. It drives them. So I think it's a bit of everything, like you say, knowing your staff, but I think drive and enthusiasm and passion to move forward and being on the same page makes it so much easier to be a successful team. Some are really excited about opportunities, like the yeah. network and being able to access the other network and, and that site. Some are really driven by that as an opportunity for self-development. Yeah. Others never log in. No. there's different people there's different things that drive them and different yeah. reasons for it so yeah that's my third for I think that is key for a successful team is to keep moving forward um get your Weetabix mm. not sponsored by Weetabix I don't I like Weetabix you do yeah it's one of my mum's biggest hang ups because my um I child mine and nanny when I was young she used to put sugar on top of Weetabix and um oh. yeah my mum wasn't a fan of that, apparently. Oh, dear. So to this day, I always put sugar on the wheat bits. Do you, do you never put sugar on anything? I know, I don't. Apart from wheat bits. Yeah. Anyway. 
I don't like Weetabix. There are other cereal brands available from your local supermarkets. Go on, number three. And then number three for me was um, goal setting. It sort of was, wasn't it? It was vision. Vision. Vision, goal setting, all the same sort of thing. Again, I'm probably coming from a leadership management position here, but it's to try and get a clear goal for your team and have a a, a clear identity of of what we're working towards and why we're working towards it. it. Even if you go right down to the bottom level, if you look at preschool room, for example, if someone's striving to embed Montessori, someone else is doing Reggio Emilia, someone else is putting in principles of Lev Vygotsky. And the fourth person couldn't get less. And the fourth person <laughs> is actually more bothered about the latest Keeping It With The Kardashians episode she watched last night. It's not going to work. You're not no. going to get anywhere. You need to have a collective identity, collective strategy, vision of, of, of a target of where you want to get to and why you want to get to it. Be realistic. Have, have, have short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. Get people in, on board, get people responsible for certain aspects of it. Hold them accountable for achieving those targets and those goals. Try and drive people to be accountable for the types of things you know naturally they're going to be passionate about and naturally they're going to succeed in. Don't try and get people to be in charge of goals and targets that they've got no interest for because at the end of the day, you're just going to be hitting a, a brick wall. Um, but I think it's really important from a leadership point of view to be setting that precedence of that goal of what you want to achieve, that target. Because as a business or as a group of people, as a team, you've got to have a focus. You've got to be going for something. Because if you're not, you're just meandering. You're not yeah. you're not really achieving anything. You're, you're not moving forward with the... Well, you're not moving forward, but you have no focus. And, and what happens then is you've not, not really got any motivation. Team morale sort of takes a bit of a hit. Yeah. As we talked about, the culture is a bit rubbish because people sort of just turn up. They're there because they've got to be there. And suddenly that whole negative spiral, and then you get the yeah. bitchiness, you get people falling out, you get people upset to be at work. You've then got high recruitment. Do you know what I mean? Like you just fall into a really negative spiral. Whereas if as a leader, you've got a real passion and you want to get somewhere, you communicate it well, you follow your policies and procedures, you see how all this starts to link together. You've got this goal and this vision as from the top down. That's brilliant. And then yeah. eventually that won't just be such a top down approach. Eventually... Other people will take motivation and and not setting their own goals. Set their own goals, yeah, exactly. And they'll have their own wants and desires and things to achieve, yeah. uh, and milestones and things to hit. Because at the end of the day, we all want to achieve something. We all we want do. to push to be our best that we can be. And there's a collective that's really important to have an ident- identity, a collective identity of achieving something mm. and, and driving towards something. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like you've said, the six points we've mentioned. They all link. Yeah. And sorry, just go back on that. Don't always let it just be Ofsted and be so emotionally invested into a one-day inspection result. That doesn't define you. There's been there's some absolutely incredible nurseries without a rate rated good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. And, and and it's a one-day thing. They're there for a few hours and that's the that's the that's the thing. Don't get so emotionally invested into what that is. Get emotionally invested into the standards of what you do and the children you produce and the well-being of the staff and the quality of what you do day in, day out. Yeah. What your parents think about you. And again, the end product of what children you're producing. That's what matters. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree. Um, yeah. It all links together. And it does. Those are just six points to make a successful team. I'm sure everybody's got their opinions on what they believe makes a successful mm-hmm. team. And it'd be really interesting to share those with each other. So yeah. you've got those things that you think build a successful team, send us a message, um, comment on TikTok, Facebook. Instagram, and if you go onto the Earliest Network website, if you go to community, 
and then um, Knowledge Hub, where you'll find our blog. When I upload this with the YouTube video and the audio, uh, I'll also put in there the six areas that we discussed with yeah. some little things so you can share them out with your teams and yeah. just get talking about what they think and and evaluate, reflect on how you think you practice within yeah. your settings. And then we wanted to kick off January with this because it, September and January, I feel like are the times where everyone's like, right, fresh start. September yeah. because it's ingrained into us as an academic year. Yeah. And January because it, it is the new year. So we thought kicking off with building a successful team was quite a nice way to ease everyone in. So yeah, I've never been a massive fan of New Year's resolutions and the idea of massively changing yourself as you go into a new year. But I think evaluating what you do as a practice, what you do as yeah. a team is probably really worthwhile and yeah. sort of a beneficial thing to do. No, I agree. Um, so yeah, that's us started for 2024. Good soup. <laughs> we uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope that you have had a have had a fabulous festive season. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas special. If you've not yet checked out the Christmas special that surprisingly dropped on Christmas Day, go and check that one out with our two lovely surprise guests. Oh, Ruby and B, they're just superstars. I came in halfway through and it was carnage. Hilarious. We love them. Um, we do some more things with them this year, I think. Yeah, it's wicked to see the one you did in the summer versus the one you did now. And they're actually, from a podcast performance point of view, significantly worse on the basis that they're so much more confident, <laughs> aren't they? They are. My favourite part was when I left the set and B said, so Ruby, how are you? <laughs> Might as well just let them do it themselves. Um, but yeah, that Christmas special is, is really fun. So give that a watch and a listen um, if you can. And yeah, we will continue to make these podcasts each week yep. throughout 2024. Absolutely. Do our best to do so. 52 episodes coming up. God, that's a lot of episodes, isn't it? That is, but it doesn't when, sound actually that, when you consider it's a whole year. True. 52 never actually sounds that many. We're going to need some topic ideas because <laughs> yeah. if anybody wants anything they want us to talk about this year, let us know. Um, so yeah, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us again. If you haven't been on the earlyearsnetwork.co.uk yet, have a look, check it out. All the training videos are there, accessible, and yeah. Yeah, share around the podcast, let people know that we're here. Yeah, that's it. it. Okay, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. We'll do, do. See you later, everyone. Bye.